continue our daily Bible reading in 2 Chronicles. Today we're in uh, chapter 12 of 2 Chronicles, and we're going to begin to see a pattern that we're going to see way too much in the, in the time of the kings, and actually way too much in our time as well. One of a time of faithfulness we read in chapter 11, uh, Rehoboam securing the kingdom. He sets the temple up. He makes sure true worship of God is happening there. Um, God blesses him. God is with him during that time. Uh, but then we start in the ch in chapter 12. It says, and when the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong. Um, it's sad that that oftentimes is, is a time when we fall. When things are going well, when, when it seems like we're in control, we're in charge, um, we fall away from God. We, we don't remember that we're still always dependent upon him. Uh, COVID's taught us that again. And so it says, what does it say? It says, he abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel was with him. Um, again, we hear about the, the responsibility of, of a leader. Um, why, why is it so important that leaders stay straight? Because others follow them. Um, this is where uh, I think about when, when God gave the Ten Commandments and he said, um, um, you know, um, I will bring uh, judgment upon uh, you to the third and fourth generation, but showing love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. In other words, it's not that God is cursing the following generations. We do. When we become unfaithful, we're going to pass it on to the next generation. It's probably going to take three or four generations before it gets turned around. Again, flies in the face of, it's my life. I can do with it what I want to. Wrong. Your life impacts so many other lives. Uh, and we need to remember that and, and put that into practice. So here he goes. And, and because he was unfaithful, God allows uh, the king of Egypt to come and attack him. And the, the attack is going to be severe. Um, it's interesting um, that we note, um, I think it's in this section, maybe it's coming up in the next chapter, about how uh, Rehoboam or Jeroboam doesn't even know how many people he's got to protect him. Um, things have really fallen uh, into disarray there, and he's not ready there. Um, but notice that Rehoboam realizes his sin. The prophet comes to him, says to him, Rehoboam, you've got to turn around. So Rehoboam does. He turns back to God, and then God says verse in verse uh, 5, Thus says the Lord, you abandoned me, so I have abandoned you to the hand of Shechem, um, and, or Shishka. Uh, but then when he turns back to God, when he humbles himself before God, God says this. They have humbled themselves when he's talking to the prophet. He says, I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath will not be poured out on Israel by the hand of Shishak. Um, but nevertheless, he says this, and these are powerful words. They shall, they shall be servants to him that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. In other words, God says, you're going to serve somebody. It reminds me of the words of Jesus who says, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. You can't think I'm just going to serve myself. No, you're going to end up serving someone. Who better to serve than God? And so he's showing this to, uh, uh, to Rehoboam as well as to you and me. Who, let's pick who we're going to serve. Who's going to be our Lord in our life? This is first commandment stuff. There is, don't have any other gods before me. Why? Is God jealous of other gods? No. God realizes there are really no other gods. We're going to read about that in a little bit here too in the next chapter. Um, there is no other God. So God in his love is directing us to go and follow him because any other God is going to let us down. There really are no other gods. Um, and here we got an example of that, uh, you know, right here. 
So it says, but what happens though, is there's still consequences to our sin. God forgives, but there's always earthly consequences of our sin. So notice that the king of Egypt comes and he took away everything that they had. He took away many of the things that Solomon had built up. And it just reminds me of Ecclesiastes again, where Solomon says, you know, I can amass this kingdom, but if the one who comes after me doesn't remain faithful and true to God, it's all going to be gone. Uh, again, Jesus said that's why we store up our real treasures in heaven, not in things of this earth. Things of this earth can be gone. And all this stuff that Solomon spent, how many years was it? If you go back a couple chapters, it took him to do all this. I want to say it was like 20 years. Yeah, look at chapter 8, verse 1. At the end of 20 years of doing all this, um, uh, his son is going to lose it in a day, um, which is a great reminder to us of where we put our treasure to. Um, but it says also that we have a God that we can come back to. When we repent and come back to him, verse 12 says, And when he humbled himself, the wrath of God turned from him. Thanks be to God for his graciousness. Um, it really is something that oftentimes we, we get angry at God for the times that he punishes us or allows things to happen to us. And we never really look that, that he is always faithful to us. We are not always faithful to him. And even when we're not faithful to him, he remains faithful to us. So Rehoboam um, comes back to God, but it's not going to last that long because the next paragraph says, so King Rehoboam grew strong in Jerusalem and he reigned. And the end of that paragraph says, um, but he didn't, he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. In other words, here he goes back again, um, not following the Lord. And um, um, it's not going to be good. And it's going to be a pattern we're going to see all too much in, in their lives as well as ours too, which is why we need to be in the Word of God, why we need to be reminded of this, why we continually need to come back to the Lord, and, and He speaks to us, and the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Um, Rehoboam, it says, slept with his fathers, was buried in the city of David, and his son reigned in his place. And tomorrow we're going to read about how that reign goes. So God bless you as you continue to read and stay in His Word. Continue our daily Bible reading in Second Chronicles. Today we're in uh, chapter 12 of Second Chronicles, and we're going to begin to see a pattern that we're going to see way too much in the in the time of the kings, and actually way too much in our time as well. One of a time of faithfulness we read in chapter 11. Uh, Rehoboam securing the kingdom. He sets the temple up. He makes sure true worship of God is happening there. Um, God blesses him. God is with him during that time. Uh, but then we start in the ch in chapter 12, it says, And when the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong. Um, it's sad that that oftentimes is, is a time when we fall. When things are going well, when, when it seems like we're in control, we're in charge, um, we fall away from God. We, we don't remember that we're still always dependent upon him. Uh, COVID's taught us that again. And so it says, what does it say? It says, He abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel was with him. Um, again, we hear about uh, the responsibility of, of a leader. Um, why, why is it so important that leaders stay straight? Because others follow them. Um, this is where uh, I think about when, when God gave the Ten Commandments and he said, um, um, you know, um, I will bring uh, judgment upon uh, you to the third and fourth generation, but showing love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. In other words, it's not that God is cursing the following generations. We do. When we become unfaithful, we're going to pass it on to the next generation. It's probably going to take three or four generations before it gets turned around. Again, flies in the face of, it's my life. I can do with it what I want to. 
wrong. Your life impacts so many other lives, uh, and we need to remember that and, and put that into practice. So here he goes, and, and because he was unfaithful, God allows uh, the king of Egypt to come and attack him, and that the attack is going to be severe. Um, it's interesting um, that we note um, I think it's in this section, maybe it's coming up in the next chapter, about how uh, Rehoboam or Jeroboam doesn't even know how many people he's got to protect him. Um, things have really fallen uh, into disarray there, and he's not ready there. Um, but notice that Rehoboam realizes his sin. The prophet comes to him, says to him, Rehoboam, you've got to turn around. So Rehoboam does. He turns back to God, and then God says verse in verse uh, 5, Thus says the Lord, you abandoned me, so I have abandoned you to the hand of Shechem, um, and, or Shishka. Uh, but then when he turns back to God, when he humbles himself before God, God says this. They have humbled themselves when he's talking to the prophet. He says, I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath will not be poured out on Israel by the hand of Shishak. Um, but nevertheless, he says this, and these are powerful words. They shall, they shall be servants to him that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. In other words, God says, you're going to serve somebody. It reminds me of the words of Jesus who says, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. You can't think I'm just going to serve myself. No, you're going to end up serving someone. Who better to serve than God? And so he's showing this to uh, uh, to Rehoboam as well as to you and me. Who Let's pick who we're going to serve. Who's going to be our Lord in our life? This is first commandment stuff. There is don't have any other gods before me. Why? Is God jealous of other gods? No. God realizes there are really no other gods. We're going to read about that in a little bit here too in the next chapter. Um, there is no other God. So God in his love is directing us to go and follow him because any other God is going to let us down. There really are no other gods. Um, and here we got an example of that, uh, you know, right here. So it says, but what happens, though, is there's still consequences to our sin. God forgives, but there's always earthly consequences of our sin. So notice that the king of Egypt comes, and he took away everything that they had. He took away many of the things that Solomon had built up. And it just reminds me of Ecclesiastes again, where Solomon says, you know, I can amass this kingdom, but if the one who comes after me does remain faithful and true to God, it's all going to be gone. Uh, again, Jesus said that's why we store up our real treasures in heaven, not in things of this earth. Things of this earth can be gone. And all this stuff that Solomon spent, how many years was it? If you go back a couple chapters, it took him to do all this. I want to say it was like 20 years. Yeah, look at chapter 8, verse 1. At the end of 20 years of doing all this, um, uh, his son is going to lose it in a day, um, which is a great reminder to us of where we put our treasure to. Um, but it says also that we have a God that we can come back to. When we repent and come back to him, verse 12 says, And when he humbled himself, the wrath of God turned from him. Thanks be to God for his graciousness. Um, it really is something that oftentimes we, we get angry at God for the times that he punishes us or allows things to happen to us. And we never really look that, that he is always faithful to us. We are not always faithful to him. And even when we're not faithful to him, he remains faithful to us. So Rehoboam um, comes back to God, but it's not going to last that long because the next paragraph says, so King Rehoboam grew strong in Jerusalem and he reigned. And the end of that paragraph says, um, but he didn't, he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. In other words, here he goes back again, um, not following the Lord and um, um, it's not going to be good. 
and it's going to be a pattern we're going to see all too much in, in their lives as well as ours too, which is why we need to be in the Word of God, why we need to be reminded of this, why we continually need to come back to the Lord, and, and He speaks to us, and the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Um, Rehoboam, it says, slept with his fathers, was buried in the city of David, and his son reigned in his place. And tomorrow we're going to read about how that reign goes. So God bless you as you continue to read and stay in his word.